What the heck is Secret Ingredient 7X? Find out next on Junk Feud. Oh yeah! Welcome to Junk Food, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike. Alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Hey, Dad. Hey, Liss. This week, we have a dad joke question. A dad joke question? Okay, unprecedented. Go on. Okay, so, when two vegans get in an argument, is it still called beef? Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, that was good. And it was food related. Exactly. Way to be on brand. That was a dad joke, a joke you tell to your dad. If you'd like to submit a dad joke for Alyssa to tell me on the show, you can send it in to us via Twitter at JunkFeudPod or via email to JunkFeudPod at gmail.com. Liz. Yeah. Welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. Welcome back. Where we're hitting them with the riz each and every week. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Liz, it's hot outside. Very hot. Yeah, we're in the midst of a little heat wave here. It's unseasonably warm, but I think it's pretty nice coming on the heels of a uh, a mild but seemingly pretty long winter, huh? Yeah. Listen, when it's hot out, what kind of snacks do you want? Ice pops. Ice lemonade. Pops, lemonade. Yeah, you want something cool and refreshing. Peppers. I'm sorry, did you say peppers? Yes. Bell peppers. Oh, like a crudite. Like the good ones. Yeah, like chopped up bell peppers. Sure, something icy and sweet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Liz, you might want something like today's snack. And I can tell you, truthfully, spoiler alert, I don't drink that much soda, Liz. But when I do, I, like many people, think that today's treat is just kind of like the default yeah, for soft right. drinks. Unless, for me, it would probably be cream soda. Cream soda, wow. So, like, if you go out to, a, say, a drive through and you say, hey, cheeseburger, fries, and uh, cream soda? They definitely wouldn't have it. I don't know. Some places. Not many, though. I can tell you a quick story, list about a very distinct memory that I have about today's treat. What? Okay, so when I was very young and we lived in our old house, Grandpa used to go out and cut the grass every so often in the summertime, and it was usually really hot out, and we did not have air conditioning in the house. So when he was done, yeah, I know, he wanted something cold, and he would always reach for the same thing in the fridge, a big glass bottle of today's snack and he would pop the top and I could hear the fizz escape all in a rush and he would take a big swig and I could hear him kind of just go ah you know like that kind of like that kind of thing yeah I could see just like how perfect that moment was it was really cool and uh, he would collect all of the glass bottles and keep them and he would line them up on a ledge along the steps that would go down into our basement and then list every year on the 4th of July and then sometimes you know, other times as well. He'd take one of those glass bottles out to the driveway and he would use it to shoot bottle rockets off into the night sky. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And all of that reminds me of this week's snack, Alyssa. Me too, Dad. Yeah, up next on Junk Feud, it's... Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Liz, what do you know about Coke as it's known colloquially? Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, anything else? Or is that, should we just stop there and say, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's our show. Good night. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's practically it for I, me. How about you, Dad? Well, I, Liz, I have to say, I'm a bit intimidated by what's about to happen here, because this is like our biggest episode ever, at least in terms of importance, I think. Yeah, I'm really scared for this one. I'm like, I stressed over getting this right. I put off doing the research for this episode on purpose, like I was doing some stress procrastination. He also wrote a lot of notes for it. There are lots of notes, just because there's things that I want to remember that I 
didn't quite know and I wanted to make sure I got as many of the details right as possible. And here lists are the kind of the ground rules for today. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Coca-Cola. There is no way, no way possible that we could cover everything related to Coca-Cola in a single episode, because Alyssa. Because that would be way too long. Yeah, it's just too much. There's so uh, Diet Coke. Yeah, I think, <laughs> keep going, go on. Diet Coke. What's new Coke? Oh, new Coke. Yeah, we're going to learn about that. Uh, Coke 2. Coke 2, sure. Cherry Coke. Uh-huh. Uh, vanilla Coke. Yes. Ooh, Starlight Coke. Coke Starlight, which we liked. And and more. <laughs> more limited edition flavors, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, like I said, there's too much to cover. We're going to have to revisit Coca-Cola, like, annually, I think. We're going to have to have a yearly special where we just talk about all the different things related to Coke. Yeah. And I think, Liz, we should probably do it around this time every year because guess what May 8th is? Uh, National Coke Day? National Have a Coke Day. That's right. Can you believe it? Um, I'll try my best to have one. On May 8th? Yes. Specifically? Yes. Which is coming up. Yeah. Very soon. Very soon. Like days after this episode drops for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, Liz, like we said, there's a bunch of stuff we're not going to talk about today. You named a bunch of different Coke flavors or varietals. We're not going to talk about those. We're not going to talk about Coke freestyle machines, which are pretty cool. Yeah. We're not going to talk about any Coca-Cola flavored treats like gummies or those Coca-Cola Tic Tacs that you like so much. Oh. Yeah. We're not even really going to cover the history of Coca-Cola. There is just too much. Way too much. Way too much. We'll talk a little bit about it. We won't talk about the global influence of this coca-cola company which is incredibly astonishing their relationship to sports and sporting events around the world uh their branding their advertising their association with christmas list we're going to save that for a december episode okay we're not even going to talk about their rivalry with pepsi mm. which is going to get its own episode yeah you're you're giving me the side eye here which no one, no one at home eye. can see the bombastic side eye sure. and the criminal offensive side eye the criminally offensive side no, eye criminal criminal offensive side eye yes okay i think i was right grammatically no 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 well Liz, if we're not going to talk about all that stuff what are we going to talk about today um just what it came from i guess well i mean we're going to talk about the flavor of coca-cola what it is what it tastes like specifically Liz. The formula for Coca-Cola and all the different ways and variations that you can consume that original recipe that was once called Coca-Cola Classic. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to get into it. In particular, Alyssa, and I think you're going to appreciate this, we are going to talk a lot about something that's become quite popular and a little bit controversial in some recent years, Liz. We're going to talk about Mexican Coke. Oh, I love Mexican Coke. <laughs> all right. So no controversy for you. Liz. What? Let's lay out how we get there. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, first of all, Coca-Cola is invented more or less in 1886. That's a long time ago. Holy moly. Yeah. The formula is concocted by a Confederate pharmacist named John Pemberton. John Pemberton. He was wounded in the Civil War. As a result, he was a morphine addict. What is that? Morphine is a pain-killing drug. You know what that sounds like? What does it sound like? That sounds like a laundry detergent. Morphine? Yes. New morphine. Get your clothes shiny and new. Kind of like that? <laughs> yes. No, that would be terrible if you were washing your clothes with morphine. Yeah. It would be incredibly expensive. Anyway, Pemberton, a morphine addict because of the wounds that he sustained in the Civil War, wants to try to create a nerve and brain tonic to wean himself off from the dangerous drug that he's consuming so much. Holy moly. Yeah, well, it doesn't really work. But instead, the recipe that he used then became what we know now as Coca-Cola, but there have been some changes over the years. And in fact, just a scant two years after his introduction 
of Coca-Cola to the marketplace in 1886, he sold the recipe and the rights to use Coca-Cola to a local Atlanta businessman named Asa Candler for about $239. Whoa. Yeah, deal of the century right there, huh? I wish. I know, right? So Candler probably modified the recipe, and it's again probably been modified a number of times over the years. We don't know for sure about any of this because Coca-Cola guards its formula very strictly, Liz. More on this later, right? Yeah. Okay, so Liz, what else was going on in 1886? The strange case of Dr. Jekyll? Dr. Jekyll. And Mr. Hyde was published. Yeah, that's right. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. My favorite adaptation of that story list is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, Tweety Bird and Sylvester star in that one. It's called Hide and Tweet. Hide and Tweet. Yeah, modern field hockey was played for the first time. Do you know any field hockey players, Alyssa? Mama. Yeah, your mom. Your mom. Your mom. Your mom. I mean, technically your mom. Your mom's mom mom. Oh, boy. Liz, uh, 1886, the Statue of Liberty is dedicated Ty Cobb, the famous baseballer, is born, and former president of the United States, Chester A. Arthur, died. So sad. Yeah, so sad, which means probably Chester A. Arthur never got to have a Coca-Cola. I, I guess not. Again, so sad. Wait, Dad. Yes, dear. How many presidents can you name? Uh, Well, probably like at least two. <laughs> I cannot name that many. Well, I mean three now that I just remembered Chester A. Arthur. So we have Chester A. Arthur. Okay. <laughs> George Washington. Uh-huh. Um, Who was number two? Come on, you saw Hamilton. Who was the second president? I have, well, there's Roosevelt. Uh, which one? Franklin. I mean, you get both of them. You said the name, right? Yes. Okay. Two Franklin, two Roosevelts. Two Roosevelts. There's a Franklin, right? Uh, no. Uh, oh, then that one will be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> okay, you're up to five. And then we have Obama, Trump. Uh-huh. What's the new one? The, oh, the new Joe one. <laughs> the new one, she calls Wait, the I current need, president I of the United two States. two more, and then I'll be at ten. Um, whenever you're ready. Kennedy. Okay, very good. And one more. Uh huh. Hint. I am not a crook. What? What is a crook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh, strategery. Hmm. No, none of this ringing a bell. These, I mean, these are like relatively recent. Ronald Reagan, the actor. That's a running gag on this show. Yes. Well, you can just say his name. I already said it. Ronald Reagan, there the you actor. Go. That's 10. Great job, Liz. Well, most of those folks that you named, with the exception probably of like uh, Lincoln and uh, George Washington, for example, have have had a Coca-Cola, I would guess, right? Probably. I mean, Donald Trump uh, very famously likes Diet Coke. I like Diet Coke. It's just a little weird to me. It's just a little weird to you. Well, we'll get deep into that when we do our Diet Coke episode, maybe around this time next year. But Liz, before we... St- Get on with any of that. What is Coca-Cola exactly? It is fizzy brown sugar water. Yeah, I mean, it's really just fizzy brown sugar water. All this soda is... It looks sodas. like if you were to mix... Everything? Yes. Like, oh, you know what it would look like? It would look like um, like a regular seltzer. Okay. Mixed with, um, well, with ice on top. Sure. And then if you poured, like, war sauce... <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Worcestershire? Yeah, that one. Oh boy. You know who you know who used to do that? Uh Emerald Lagasse used to kind of bang up the name of Worcestershire sauce like that and say to Worcestershire sure 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 sure. Yeah, well it's it is about that same color. I mean, honestly speaking, Coca-Cola and all those other cola drinks, they look really gross. They just look like brown sludge. You know what looks like brown sludge? What's that? A drink me and Ella got 
we got a root beer float uh -huh. with cherry ice cream. Ooh, that sounds really good. It sounds really good and it tastes really good, but it looks disgusting. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, the one thing that Coca-Cola has going for it, aside from its weird <laughs> looks, uh, the is flavor. Yeah, it's definitely the flavor. What do you think the flavor of cola is, Liz? It's going to sound weird when you hear it, but like what if you had to describe cola or coca-cola specifically to somebody what flavors would you say you taste when you drink it no idea just a cola <laughs> it's just a generally set flavor yeah it is kind of its own thing it's a unique flavor and there's a hint Alyssa, in the original name because the original pemberton recipe for coca-cola was named for two flavoring additives to it that were stimulants this first was the coca leaf. Yeah, the coca leaf, the source of the drug cocaine, interestingly enough. And then what else? The cola nut. The cola nut, which was the source of the drink's caffeine. So yes, Alyssa, as is the urban legend, the original recipe for Coca-Cola did in fact include some cocaine. Is that still in it? Uh, it's definitely not. There used to be about nine milligrams per glass at the time of Pemberton's concoction. Good uh, grief, man. Yeah, cocaine was legal and people generally thought it was safe, which was a bit of a misconception on their part. But uh, just a few years later, by 1903, it had been removed from the recipe. And now, Alyssa, there is a plant, an industrial processing plant in Maywood, New Jersey, that is authorized by the United States government to process coca leaves that are imported from Peru and Bolivia to... Uh, you know, ostensibly using the drink, although we don't really know if there is or how much coca leaf extract is still in there. There is no active cocaine, though. Nobody is getting high from the cocaine that doesn't exist in Coca-Cola. Liz, uh, the cola nut extract is what gave Coca-Cola its caffeine and also a distinctly bitter taste. Now, probably there is no cola nut extract in Coca-Cola. It gets its caffeine from caffeine citrate, which is kind of like what happens when you decaffeinate coffee, which is kind of interesting. And a lot of that contributes to the flavors that we think of as cola. But what else is there, Liz, besides caffeine and coca leaf extract? It kind of tastes like vanilla -y. Yeah, a little bit of smooth vanilla in there. What else? What other flavors are in cola? Cinnamonimum. Yes, yeah, cinnamon and nutmeg, some warming spices. And then, of course, citrus. the big one is, yeah, the big one is citrus, like orange peel and lemon and a little bit of lime. Now, Liz, there was a 2015 study that was published in, wait for it, the Journal of Agricultural Food Chemistry. It's a mouthful. Yes. They is. identified 58 different flavor compounds in Coca-Cola using a technique called aroma extraction dilution. And when they analyzed that through uh, chromatography and mass spectrometry, uh, excuse me, spectro spectrometry, how's that? It's easy for me to say, right? I guess so. Yeah, they could identify all of those different 58 different flavor compounds. So, Liz, when you drank a Coca-Cola, are you thinking about that? All that science, chromatography and uh, mass spec? No. No. What are you thinking of instead? Mm, repeat. I mean, like, what do you think about when you drink a Coca-Cola? I think of summer. Yeah, you think of summer. You think of things that are associated with the icy cold refreshment. Not necessarily all of this science mumbo jumbo, right? Yeah. Well, there are people that have to think about this, Alyssa, and they work for Coca-Cola and they try to figure out how to achieve all those flavors that are unique to the cola recipe. And they do it by means of a secret formula, Alyssa. Really? Well, more accurately, they have a basic formula, and that formula has some secret ingredients, and the way they mix them all together is through what they call merchandises, Liz. Hmm. Yeah, hold on to that thought. Coca-Cola says the formula for Coke is carbonated water. 
approximately 90% of Coca-Cola is water. Yeah, it's mostly just like we said, brown, fizzy sugar water. Uh, the carbonated part is carbon dioxide. It gives the drink the bubbles. And then, of course, there's sugar. Now, this yeah, is the you controversy. You to say that part. You wanted me to say the word fizz? Yes. Fizz. If, you, if your drink has fizz, you've got the riz. If your drink, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> if your drink has fizz, you've got the riz. You should pitch that to Coca-Cola and see what they, uh, Wait, see what they Dad, think. Dad, can you make that a flag? Can like, I make a flag? Like onto a flag that says that? I mean, we can make a design and put it up on the Tea Public Shop and then you can get it on a flag or a sticker or a coffee mug or whatever you like. I want to get it on a flag and oh. I want a pink flag. I guess we'll have to do that. Alyssa, 2023. <laughs> If your drink has fizz, you've got the riz. You heard it here first. Uh, Liz, we said the second part of the formula is sugar. And uh, Coke says the classic taste and the mouthfeel comes from sugar. Now, this is a bit misleading, Alyssa, because there are different types of sugar. And Coke does, in fact, use different types of sugar in its drink, depending on where you are in the world. Remember that, because that's going to come up again. Okay. Okay. There's also caramel color, a very specific caramel color that's made especially for Coca-Cola that gives the drink its... Well, the brown color. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all added in. And then, of course, there's phosphoric acid, which contributes tartness, and caffeine, which gives it, well, caffeine, a little bit of a stimulant kick, but also a, a slight bit of bitterness. And then there's and something- a yes, slight dear. bit of craziness. Yeah, well, for you, when you drink it, some craziness Woo-hoo! for sure. I already had some. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Spoiler alert, Alyssa. <laughs> uh, and finally, natural flavors. List the essence of the quote, secret- Quote, natural. Uh, well, in fact, in this case, we think they probably are, and we'll get to that in just a moment. The essence of the secret formula list for Coca-Cola is the blend of natural flavors, which is protected and secret. So here's the deal. When they get all of these different merchandises together, there are nine different merchandises, one through nine. They're different constituent parts of the formula, and they're shipped to the bottling plants separately under the guise that no one can know all of the same ingredients that go into making the Coca-Cola secret formula. So it's easy to see most of them. Merchandise one is sugar. This is a big bag full of sugar. Uh, two is the caramel coloring. Three is caffeine. Four is phosphoric acid. And then five through nine are a secret list, especially merchandise. Seven. Yeah, 7X. And there's much special, uh, excuse me, there is much speculation about merchandise 7X list. Really? Yeah. In fact, it comes from the original Pemberton recipe, which included things like orange, cinnamon, lemon, coriander, nutmeg, and then neroli, which is kind of like a bitter orange peel. So that kind of seems right in line with what we would expect of a cola. And there are a number of public uh, published recipes since Pemberton in the 1880s that seem to corroborate that. Simonimonim. and Liss. What? It might sound simple to just mix a bunch of oils together and call it secret ingredient 7X. But it is not. It is not so simple. It's chemical alchemy. It's what makes Coke taste good, and it's super scientific and super complicated. Alyssa, do you have any interest in working for the Coca-Cola company? Not really. Well, if you did, you could go onto their corporate page right now under the careers tab, and you could apply to work for Coke as a senior flavor research chemist, Alyssa, which is a job that requires a PhD in biochemistry, more than 10 years of experience in industrial flavor research, and advanced knowledge of flavor chemistry and degradation, organic chemistry of essential oils, and Maillard reaction flavor generation. What if I were to work there for like a day and then quit and then get the recipe? Oh, interesting. So, Lissa, let's just jump right into it. Why is there all the secrecy around 
secret ingredient 7x in the coca-cola recipe i have no idea well in part it's to prevent people from going to work for the company for one day and then absconding with the secret recipe as you have suggested but uh for the most part it's just marketing yeah it sounds cool to say there's a secret ingredient it sounds even cooler when it has an x in it because that sounds like mysterious i guess so i guess yeah and coca-cola takes this to what i would consider to be ridiculous lengths list yeah. So according to the company, the original recipe was handwritten and it was used as collateral when Asa Candler later sold his stake in the company in 1919. And the document that had the recipe on it had been stored in a vault in the Trust Company Bank in Atlanta starting in 1925 as collateral for the loan that was used to buy the company. And then in 2011, it was then transferred to another vault. And this one lists is a tourist trap. It's an interactive experience at the World of Coca-Cola attraction also in Atlanta. Dad, yes, dear. speaking of moving stuff from vault to vault, we watched a video in social studies about people experimenting Einstein's brain. Experimenting on Einstein's brain? They said they took like a thousand samples and shipped them out. Yeah, and then what happened? Um, then I tuned out. <laughs> Great job. I'm glad you don't have to write a book report on that. Yeah, but that was like, it was so strange because they were saying that he was supposed to be like cremated. Uh-huh. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. And then they said, but to keep his like thing alive, they wanted to bury him. Okay. So instead, they took his brain out of his head. Yeah. Why do you think they might have wanted to study Albert Einstein's brain? Uh, To see where he gets his over um normal stuff IQ. Yeah, he's a pretty smart guy, huh? Yes. Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I guess if they thought that uh, the size or composition of his brain might have had something to do with that, they might have wanted to, I don't know, help people recreate a genius like Einstein. Yeah. Well, Liz, if you wanted to recreate the secret ingredient 7X in the Coca-Cola formula, you'd have a tough time doing it because there are additional layers of security protecting it aside from just storing the handwritten copy of the recipe in a vault list. Really? Yeah. According to the company, not many people actually know the whole formula and that protects it in a way. There's also this urban legend that only two people at a time are allowed to know the entire recipe and they're never allowed to be in the same place at the same time. Like they can't fly on the same plane in case the plane crashes and then nobody would know how to make Coke anymore. Whoa. Yeah, that's mostly been debunked. It's just kind of a fun thing that they marketed around for a while. Hmm. So let's, let's talk about actually drinking Coke, huh? Yes. Because we're going to get down to it pretty soon. How can you consume Coca-Cola, the drink? Cans bottles, glass bottles, and fountain drinks. Yeah, you can have a can, a plastic bottle of Coke, a glass bottle of Coke, or you can get it out of a fountain. That's kind of like all the different ways, right? Yeah. Now, Liz, we're going to try them all today. We've got them all here in studio. Do you think there's a different recipe for each one, a different recipe for cans and plastic bottles and glass bottles and fountain drinks? I mean, in my opinion, they all kind of taste the same except for the glass bottles. Wow, interesting. Okay, hold that thought. So according to the Coca-Cola company who made an official statement about this, they said no. Whether you drink it from a can or a bottle, Coca-Cola is always the same. It's the same recipe, the same ingredients, and the same manufacturing process every time. Hmm, interesting. Because you, like some people, claim to be able to tell the difference between drinking Coke out of a glass bottle versus a can or a plastic bottle or a fountain, huh? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. It's starting to have a little bit of doubt creep in there, huh? We should try this out. I think we should, and we're going to. So, Liz, uh, why? I don't, know why, I don't know why you guys started saying that. <laughs> it's like funny. I mean, it's funny <laughs> when you say it to your actual brother, and he thinks it's hilarious. 
Yes. It's, <laughs> it's weird when you call me brother. Brother, stop. All right. Liz, uh, why do some people think that Coke products taste different, do you think? Um, because people have told him, told him them, told them that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there is a little bit of uh, weasel wording, some like legal language in that statement that Coke has made, because there is at least a little bit some actual natural variation in the recipe. Really? Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, some of it is process related, like manufacturing and uh, storage and shipment related. And then a lot of it probably is your own perception, Alyssa. Hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about those different recipes right now, because I sent you and your mother out to pick up some Mexican Coke today, didn't I? Yes. And what does Mexican Coke have that's different than Coke made domestically in the United States? It does not have real sugar. It does have real sugar. It does have real sugar. It does have real sugar, allegedly, according to the information on the label and the marketing uh, copy that Coke uses for Mexican Coke, as opposed to Coke that's made in America, which has high fructose corn syrup lists. Really? Yeah. So technically, the official formula from Coke just states that sugar is used, and that's not inaccurate, is it? No. No, because the cane sugar or real sugar or sucrose that's in uh, Mexican Coke, and the high fructose corn syrup used in U.S. Coke are both forms of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you want to get chemical with it, Alyssa, sucrose is glucose and fructose that have been bonded together, and high fructose corn syrup is glucose and fructose that are separated. And because fructose is perceived by humans to be a little bit sweeter than those other forms of sugar, in high fructose corn syrup, where you have about 55% fructose by volume, uh, and sucrose, which only has 50% percent fructose by volume it might seem like high fructose corn syrup is a little bit sweeter dad science does not science in my brain science does not science in your brain well how about this Liz? uh you could potentially be able to tell the difference between a drink that's sweetened with sucrose and a drink that's sweetened with high fructose corn syrup does that make sense yeah so there may actually be a difference you know what i did learn what's that the first four or five numbers of pi okay what are those Three, one, four, one, five, nine. Very good. So you know 10 presidents and you know uh, a few digits of pi. Yeah, isn't pi like 20 digits long? Oh, well, it's kind of infinite. Uh, Really? Yeah, it's a ratio. Oh, well, what if you rounded? (laughs) Most people usually just round to 3.14. Oh, three one four one five nine. Very good. So Liz, uh, chemically, sucrose and high fructose corn syrup are are pretty similar. There might be a perceptible taste difference, but for the most part, they're doing the same thing. Your body processes them the same way. They're calorically the same. They're made up of the same constituent parts. So why do people love Mexican Coke so much and swear that it tastes so much better than domestic U.S. Coke? Because of minor, minor, minor recipe differences. Yeah, that's right. Maybe the differences in the sugar and then mostly marketing perception, huh? Yeah. And there is a little bit of history there as well, Liz. Yeah, so uh, all Coke used to be made with natural cane sugar because that's what people had. So that was all sucrose Coca-Cola until around the 1970s, the Soviet Union, which was a a very large global producer of sugar, started making it more difficult for people in the U.S. to get sugar cheaply. Oh. It was part of the Cold War. Uh, But the U.S. had a way to strike back. They grew a lot of corn, Alyssa. It's corn. It's corn. And in the 80s, we started experimenting with high fructose corn syrup, which was a way to sweeten things with derivatives from corn. It's cone? Yeah. So, man, I, w- I would love someday to have Tariq the Corn Kid on this show. It's cone. 
a big lump of knobs that has the juice. Well, what they did was they took the juice out of the cornless and they made <laughs> it into sugar, essentially. And so uh, U.S. companies started using the cheaper and subsidized high fructose corn syrup. Then, but did it have the grease? Well, you don't. You probably don't want grease in your soda, if I had to guess. I do. Anyway, there's a lot more to this discussion. There's like tariffs and protectionism and farming subsidies, but that's out of scope for today. What is in scopeless is that over in Mexico, they didn't produce as much corn as in the United States, but they did produce a lot of sugar, so they didn't make the switch to high fructose corn syrup. Avocados from Mexico. And of course, there's avocados from Mexico too. So Are what avocados y- actually good in Mexico? Well, we eat them here imported from Mexico. Oh. Yeah, most of the like Haas avocados we get are either from California or Mexico. We're going to California. Well, when this comes out, we'll already be in California. That's right. We'll be uh, on our way back already. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, uh, what you get labeled as Mexican Coke today is uh, a nostalgia product, it's called. It's made for the U.S. market. Most people in Mexico are actually just drinking like your standard Coke. A lot of it has high fructose corn syrup in it nowadays. But Mexican Coke, Alyssa, is what you get in a tall, slim glass bottle. If you go to like a bodega or a taqueria, or like a fancy pizza place now. Or a Taco Bell. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't know if you can get Mexican Coke in a glass bottle at a Taco Bell. I got a Taco Bell Coke today. You did? That's right. But How was it? It tasted like cherry Coke and I did not get that. Oh, see, that's an interesting thing about those. Well, I don't want to get into it too much because we're going to do a Coke freestyle episode, but there's a little bit of uh, of uh, strangeness. Weird syrup. Yeah, going on with those Coke freestyle machines. Listen, anyway, in 2005, Coke started importing Mexican bottles of Coke to the United States. And this was originally to appeal to the tastes of Mexican immigrants, but then they got swept up in sort of like hype and nostalgia. And by 2009, just four years later, you could buy cases of Mexican Coke at Costco and Home Depot. That's where we got ours from. And that's where we got ours from. That's right. From Costco. So Liz, does real sugar in Mexican Coke actually taste different? No. Probably not. Again, Coca-Cola Company says no. They say there is no perceptible difference between Mexican Coke with sugar and U.S. Coke with high fructose corn syrup. And furthermore, Alyssa, a chemical analysis that was done in 2011 by an independent team of researchers revealed that there was not actually any sucrose in Mexican Coke to begin with. Really? Well, maybe. See, that's the thing. Uh, I think this was possibly an artifact of the analysis method that they use, so I don't really hold that in high confidence right now. So we'll see about it. But here's the thing that I do hold in higher confidence. Most blind taste tests will bear out that there is no perceptible difference between the alleged real sugar in Mexican Coke and the high fructose corn syrup in U.S. Coke. Really? Yeah. Most times, as uh, Sirius Eats and our our boy, J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, showed most people cannot tell the difference between Mexican Coke and U.S. Coke if they already, uh, if they don't already know which is which. I do. Yeah. So if it's blind and not labeled, you can't tell the difference. But if it is labeled, there is this weird sort of like brand loyalty or boosterism that kicks in and people will select Mexican Coke because they've already decided in their head that it tastes better or different and that they can tell the difference even if they really can't. Hmm. You know what the other big variable is? And you've already alluded to this. The bottle. The bottle. That's right. I think we're going to have to do an entire episode just on Coke bottles, but... Wait, you know what I learned? What's that? If you take like a bottle and it's like just opened, you can rub another one on top of it and like it'll fizz all out of it. Wow, that's interesting. I did not know that at all. I tried it. Me and Alex tried it. And it worked? Yep. Wow, fascinating. And we also tried it with the cream soda and then it exploded in my face. Well, you probably shouldn't have done that, huh? But we got it on video, so it was funny. (laughs) You know, I uh, I don't know what would have happened if like 
everyone that I grew up with had a camera in their pocket all the time. That probably would have been a nightmare. I probably would. I agree. You'd get in so much trouble, Dad. Yeah, I probably would not be uh, walking free today, if I had to guess. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, Liz, most people seem to overwhelmingly choose Coke in a glass bottle over Coke in any other vessel. Uh, There's one odd exception that we'll talk about in a moment. The bottle itself, of course, a miracle of modern branding, which we're going to talk about another time. But for now, all you need to know is that most people just like the experience of drinking cold Coca-Cola from a thick glass bottle. It's preferable from a uh, an experiential standpoint. Yeah, and they're fun to blow. They're, they are. They're <laughs> fun to like to make the uh, to yeah to sort of uh, like it's a pan flute to play it that way. I can just play without it. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Great job. Uh, Liz, there is speculation that glass keeps the flavors in the drink a little bit more pure because it's like mostly inert as opposed to, uh, for example, the aluminum cans that have a polymer coating inside or the plastic bottles that can react negatively with some of the ingredients in the drink. Of course, because of how the different vessels affect the levels of carbonation, which can impact how we perceive flavor. So like fizzier is probably better, right? Yeah. That's right. So Liz, to recap from the top. no difference between real sugar and high fructose corn syrup except for slightly different chemical structures yeah, and, and different ratios or fructose and glucose all of which are probably imperceptible to most people your body processes both the same way and they have the same caloric values that's very good there was a uh 2022 study by the National Institutes of Health that confirmed that there were no anthropometric or metabolic differences in sugar or high fructose corn syrup consumption. So for the most part, it's sugar. It's mostly the same. Your body can't tell the difference. Probably it's imperceptible to you that they taste different, but some people may say that they can taste a difference, but usually that's just uh, brand loyalty or boosterism of some sort. In blind taste tests, most people just think that Coke is Coke, but... But drinking from glass versus aluminum or plastic does make a difference and does make people perceive taste differently. Now. Now, Liz. The most important note of this show. (laughs) I think so, too. Uh, Fountain Coke, specifically Fountain Coke from McDonald's, Alyssa. McDonald's. It's a different animal. And you have probably heard this one before that the kids (laughs) say all the time. What do they say? McDonald's Coke hits different, man. (laughs) (laughs) I put that in there just for you. So, Liz, because McDonald's Coke hits different, man, it seems for a lot of people that there is uh, speculation that they might get a different recipe or a different secret formula or mixture than some other places that serve Fountain Coke. Like it's so good. Yeah, the Coke at McDonald's is different than the Coke at Wendy's or Burger King, isn't it? Yeah. Well, again, Liz, they and don't. And their Sprite. Their Sprite also hits different. Yeah, the Sprite at McDonald's is super crispy. We're going to do a show about that, too. Crispy? Yes, yeah, crispy boy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, that's not new. We've said that on the show before. <laughs> I know, but it's funny when you say it. I agree. It's, it's funny every time. Okay. Anyway, Liz, the Coca-Cola Corporation and McDonald's both say it's the same recipe and the same formula, but McDonald's processes their ingredients slightly differently based on some contractual adjustments that they've made with Coca-Cola, and uh, they think it makes their Coke taste better out of the fountains and paired with their food. Do you know what the differences are? Um... Well, I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Okay, so when when Coke ships their uh, soda syrup to McDonald's restaurants, it's usually shipped in plastic bags, but not to McDonald's. They get it in these big stainless steel tanks. 
Yeah, so that probably makes a difference. We talked about reactive and non-reactive vessels before, so stainless steel probably changes the flavor of the syrup less than plastic. Yeah. So you're getting essentially a fresher product, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, and then McDonald's chills the Coke syrup and the filtered water that they use to mix the drinks before it gets to the fountain. So it's not just being chilled in the fountain itself. It's already cold when it gets there. Other restaurants probably don't do this. I don't know for sure. But colder drinks lose less carbon dioxide. So your McDonald's Coke is fizzier when you get it, which, again, affects, affects how, how you, you perceive, perceive the, taste. the taste. Very good. That's right. Uh, and then they also do slightly tweak the ratios of the mixture. The company will just say that they account for the amount of ice that melts over the time it takes you to drink the Coke, which means probably they're just using a little bit more syrup than they are carbonated water. So I it like makes the it- other uh, restaurants where they add just more. Yeah, they, they might just be doing it in a different ratio for the mix. And the last one is kind of a cheat, but it's my favorite trick that they play, which uh, in some cases now is a wash due to different state laws, but the straws that you get at McDonald's list. The straws also hit different. They're bigger. Yeah, they you can a, get a bigger gulp. Yeah, you get a bigger gulp because there's a larger diameter opening. It makes the drink fizzier. There are little micro flaws in the structure of the straw, which creates these nucleation sites that make more bubbles. That, Alyssa, I think is maybe my favorite fact about it. The straws really? make it better. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Alyssa reads the ingredients. Okay. We're speed through this. I mean, these are easy. Carbonated water. Check. High fructose. Toast corn syrup. Or real sugar if you're in Mexico. Check. Uh, caramel color. Uh-huh. Phosphoric acid. Uh-huh. Natural flavors. 7X. Coffee. Yeah, that's it. There's not a lot in this. Water, sugar, and some brown food coloring. And some, some craziness. Some tasty stuff. That's right. So, Liz. Yeah. Oh, man, it's time. We're going to do this. Let's get to the rules of the game. Are you ready? Yes. Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa. Yes. The reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is. Butterbeer. Butterbeer. Hey, Liz, Cheese Doodles had a good showing. They were way better than I expected last week. Yeah, except for those, except for the Cheese Doodles. The cheese doodles are not good. Uh, I think it was the cheese curls, the hers curls that were a little kind of funky, right? Yeah. I mean, overall, they were all way better than I remembered, though. Agreed. I mean, I've been eating them all week. I've been eating the Jack's ones. Those yeah, really you good. you took the Jack's outside and you just like laid in the yard and ate half of a bag of Jack's. They were good. Well, that was my tanning time, Dad. Oh, excuse me, your tanning time. Yeah, well, we. I mean, we have to keep doing this. We've got four giant bags of cheese curls. <laughs> Although, hey, unexpected twist, Chase rediscovered his love for cheese puffs. Thank goodness, because we were not going to get through that by ourselves. Well, he housed that bag of Cheetos. He ate the entire thing day one. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. That's pretty good. Liz. What? Our challenger today. Is? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah, specifically, we are going to try Coca-Cola. We are going to try it in as many different configurations as I could find that will allow us to compare tastes between vessels. We have the small... U.S. domestically produced glass bottle Coca-Cola with high fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. We have the slightly larger glass bottle with real sugar, sucrose, Mexican Coke in the large glass bottle, I said. Yeah. Uh, list. there's more. More? Yeah. For completeness, we're going to try Coke in a can. Coke in a can. That's right. Can of Coke to the lads at OSW Review. You go, lads. That's right. Uh, we're going to do cloak. Uh, cloak. Cloak. Yes, thank you. Cloak and dagger. We're going to do Coke in the plastic bottle. Plastic bottle. And uh, finally, Coke from McDonald's, because we want to see if that hype is real. We already had that, though. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. We didn't We didn't want it to sit here while we were talking and get all watered down. So we got some Cokes from the drive-thru at McDonald's, and we drank them on the way home. Yeah. And then, Liz, there was one more 
that because it's this time of year, I thought I was going to get my hands on, but I missed it by one day. Uh, During Passover time, for those that are of the Jewish faith, you can get Coca-Cola in plastic bottles that's made with cane sugar because it's kosher for Passover. We tried so hard. We tried. I was I was willing to drive up to 50 miles away to get my hands on some, but I missed it by one day. But that's the only opportunity that you have all year to get Coca-Cola with real sugar in a plastic bottle. And I really wanted that for comparison's sake, but alas, here Whatever. we are. They all taste the same, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we're going to find out in just a minute because, Liz... Whoa, you have a whole big thing here. Yeah, I made a table. It's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from Sprinkles to Fun Dip. Sprinkle, wait, Dad. Yes, dear. Can I read the crunch time and then you read my little parts? Oh, yeah, sure. You want to like strike it and reverse it. Okay, go ahead. It's crunch time. Crunch time. (laughs) We rate our snacks using a tier list from Sprinkles to Fun Dip. Sprinkles to Fun Dip. So snacks can be A, B, C, D, or F... With the best, very best treats earning the uh, elusive S-tier ranking. S-tier. But I don't say S-tier. Well, you do now. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. And this for the undisputed champion of Jump Fuse. All right, Liz. What? What do we do first here, kiddo? I mean, I think, I think probably we have to do the can first. No, wait, let's do McDonald's first because we already have our ratings. Okay, so we did McDonald's. We had our McDonald's Coca-Cola. I got a large, you got a small. We didn't drink the whole thing. We just took a few sips. We got the large because there was a special deal in the McDonald's app where uh, a large was a dollar. Yes. So to try to see if there was any variation in the different sizes, you said, Alyssa, that McDonald's Coca-Cola, which you claim hits differently, was a B plus. Yes. Above average rating. Above average rating. I would say McDonald's Coke for me list is an A+. Uh, brother. Yeah. Big flavor, big sweetness, Actually, I'm going to move mine to an A-. You're going to move yours to an A-. Okay. Yeah. Or just A-flat. An A-flat. Sure. Now, here's the thing about McDonald's Coca-Cola. McDonald's changed their cups recently, and they have these very thin-walled plastic cups that are very tall, uh, and they- Kill the turtles. Yeah, they're not really great for the turtles. Don't kill my turtles. I did like the old waxed paper cups that they used to have. I thought that was more like in line with what you would get at a traditional burger drive through kind of kind of place. But at last, we don't have them anymore. But yeah, they're gone. So now we have these little very thin-walled plastic cups, which I think is bad overall because they're transmitting more heat through the vessel from your hand and melting the ice faster and watering down your drink faster if it's you're holding okay, them. okay, Dad. We get it. I know. It's just <laughs> a little bit of a bummer for me. Anyway, okay. A+. Plus, for Let's the can now. for the cold crispy McDonald's. Yeah, I think starting with the can is a good idea because that can be sort of like the baseline. Yeah. Here is the standard configuration for Coca-Cola in the United States. You only brought one up, right? Cuz I'm not going to drink the whole thing. No, I brought one for you and one for me cuz I do not want your uh, disgusting little girl germs. I'm not germy, you're germy. Uh, you go to public school, you're gross. You went to public school. Yeah, and I'm also gross. And you also went to college, so you're even more gross. Your mom goes to college. To get more knowledge. <laughs> All right. Here is for you, Alyssa. Oh my God, it's dripping. Well, yeah, Dad, because I, I have them. Oh, yeah, you have one arm right now. <laughs> you may or may not have hyperextended your elbow. <laughs> so, Liz, we have the standard Coca Cola in the can, 12 fluid ounces, 140 calories per can. Can you use the fancy thing to make it fizz? Bright red, beautiful. That's oh, for that's the bottles, bud. Here we go. We're going to open up a can of Coke right now. Oh, open it in the microphone. Live on the show. That is so satisfying. (laughs) I think probably 
knowing that Coca-Cola hires like all of these flavor biologists and all that kind of stuff. The best part is opening it. I think probably they they have to hire like user experience designers to engineer the sound of the can opening like that because that is it's not natural and it seems do it again, perfectly. Do it again, do it again. Yeah, I get to do it again for mine. Here we go. Are you ready? Eh, first one was better. So initially, there's like a burst of citrus flavor that comes out. I get, I'm getting orange and lemon. Yeah, like it does. It smells a little bit like orange and lemon, which is interesting. A little okay. bit of bitter orange. Coke going in. Here's Coca-Cola in the can going in. All right. Well, that was embellished, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. So there's a big fizz coming out of the can. Wait, ready? Ugh, it's so fizzy. Yeah, it's real fizzy, which is good. It's cold. We agi- we agitated the cans in a cooler full of ice, water, and salt to get them like extra cold. Yeah. Okay. I have mine. I mean, this is this is great. It's a good baseline. You say B plus, I say A. A flat. Sure. A flat. There is Lissa. Now, I don't know if this is just my total sensory perception or not, but I get a slight metallic taste from this, even though the inside of the can is coated in the polymer, so it's not leaching metals into the soda. I think it's just mm, the mouth feel. Too. I think it's just the mouth feel of putting my mouth on the cold aluminum that's making me get a little bit of a metallic tinge to this. Here you go. Well, keep this over on your side so we don't get a mix oh, up. I do it every time. I always spill my water. <sighs> anyway, that's the can of Coke. I think it's an A. Strong A for me. Mine's just a B plus. It's okay. It's average. Actually, I just learned that a C is average. Yeah, correct. I mean, you should know that. We do a show where we rate things on the letter grade scale. Yeah, but my teacher just told me that because I told her I had like a B plus in the class and she goes, that's amazing. There are kids that are failing my class. Oh my goodness. Shout out to the failures out there. W is to you. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's, let's do the plastic bottle now because I want to stick with domestic production first. This is a 16.9 fluid ounce, 500 milliliter Coca-Cola classic bottle, 200 calories per bottle. Did you get two of these also? Same ingredients. I got two of these. That's right. I can't open it. Here's what the plastic cap sounds like when you open it. Ooh, that's nice. It's a little bit farty, huh? Anyway, there you are. Thank you. It expires June 10th, 2024. Yeah, 2024. 2023, my bad. Yeah, Coca-Cola in the plastic bottles is good for about 10 weeks, about two and a half months. Uh, in aluminum cans or glass bottles, I think it lasts... Oh, June 19th, rather. Something like nine, nine or 10 months. Whoa, okay. Similar aroma coming off for me. Why do I feel like there's less flavor in this? So that's very interesting that you say that because I'm perceiving slightly less flavor too, but I think... It's because we're already starting to experience a little bit of palate fatigue, like where the first sip of an intensely flavored beverage is very strong, and then it sort of gets diminishing returns after that. Can we explode a Coke? Uh, What? Can we explode one? How exactly would we do that? Just shake it. Definitely not in the podcast studio. My God. Eh. Okay. Mine is a B minus. B minus for you. So I'll say this outright. I get no... I get no difference whatsoever in perception of taste from these. I think the Coke in the can tastes exactly the same as the Coke in the bottle. They're both super fizzy. I think over time there could be less carbonation or loss of carbonation in plastic bottles before the aluminum can, but I'm not experiencing that. These are both brand new. We bought them today. Okay. What's your rating? My rating is, however, an A- minus because I like the experience of drinking out of the can Me too. I like more. It. Really? I don't I like, like the plastic the... bottles. The ridges, uh, the little threads or the ridges on the on the mouth of it where the 
plastic cap screws on sort of bother me a little bit. I no, don't like the these, feel of plastic in my hand. These hit different at amusement parks. Oh, wow. Good point. So yeah, again, there's a total sensory perception going on, experiential, when you're in a place where like- it's hot, dry. You're, yeah, you're associating the flavor with the activity or the environmental conditions. So like, yeah, plastic bottle right out of that uh, vending machine, like at Hershey Park, for example. Yes. When it's 100 degrees out and you're whipping around on roller coasters. Especially the super duper looper. Yeah, that's right. The super duper looper. All right. What's next? So next we're going to try the two glass bottles. And I think we're going to try the Mexican Coke first. Okay. Because I want that flavor to be fresher in our minds to see if there's any perceptible difference between Mexican Coke in the glass bottle and U.S. Coke in the glass bottle. And then I want to try the Mexican Coke next to the canned Coke just to see if we can tell the difference. Okay. I'm scared if I take a sip of water, it's going to spill everywhere. Okay. All right. So a little bit of water to cleanse the palate. Well, we have tall glass bottles of Mexican Coke. I have a bottle wait, opener can I here. Pop it? You, can't, you can't do this. You have one arm. I got it. All right. Give it a shot. Okay. It's okay. We've got this. Thank you. You threw your bottle cap on the ground. Now, these glass bottles. This is Mexican, right? This is, yes. H O N Mexico. Ingredients on the side. Carbonated water, cane sugar, caramel color, phosphoric acid, natural flavors, caffeine. Bottled under the authority of the Coca-Cola company. Listen. You're clicking the... (laughs) That's weird. You put yours on the floor too. So there's the Coke bottle opened. These are big, thick, heavy glass bottles. These are the same size and shape that I remember grandpa drinking after mowing the lawn. Mmm... Listen, I'm getting a slightly different bouquet coming off of this when I smell it. It's le- It seems less citrus forward and more warming spice forward. Yeah. Barely perceptible, but maybe it's just me. Okay, my rating is an A. Okay, so this tastes different to me, but I know that it's just because of the glass bottle and the fact <laughs> that I can see it in my hand and know that it's different. You're like sweating. Good. Yeah, the bottles are sweating. No, you are. I'm sweating? Yes. I don't think so. I mean, I got a cool refreshment in my hand. How could I be sweating? Ooh, spoiler, crunchy salt. Okay, so this is very good. Alyssa. (laughs) It's good. The experience of drinking Coke out of this glass bottle, real sugar or not, is S tier for me. Okay. You said A flat? Yeah. Just A standard, solid A? Yeah. So the same as McDonald's is the Mexican Coke bottle for you. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit all that out. (laughs) But I love doing that. All right, and last but not least, we have... The much smaller bottle. What is kosher? Uh, kosher for Passover is the Coke and oh. plastic bottles made f- with real sugar around Passover time, have. which, yeah, sadly we do not have. Okay. So I want to open it again. Here now, Alyssa, is the tiny bottle. A tiny bottle. Yeah, a little 100 calorie, eight fluid ounce bottle of Coca Cola. And this one says on the label carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, caramel color, phosphoric acid, natural flavors, caffeine. So exactly the same, except. High fructose corn syrup instead of cane sugar. There you go. There's one for you. I want to do the other one also. I'll do the other one. Thank you. Dang it. Okay. And one for me. I'm getting more spices from this one also. See, now I don't get as much of a nose from this as I did from the others. Yeah. Now, comparing the bottles, there's a slightly different mouth on the Mexican Coke bottle. The rim of the U.S. Coke bottle seems to be a little bit thicker but both have that familiar contour bottle shape, which is even recreated in the uh, plastic bottle. So let's try now the U.S. Coke in the bottle. 
not much of a flavor. I feel like differently strange for me. Okay. You know what? It's weird, Alyssa. This one tastes to me like slightly saltier and more bitter a little bit. I don't really Does that like make sense? this one. It tastes different. It does taste different. Uh, now look, I'm going to try it side by side with the Mexican Coke in the glass bottle to try to see if it's a perception, a sensory thing for the glass bottle. So here's US Coke and there's Mexican Coke. When I taste them side by side, there's an absolutely no difference to me, which is kind of a bummer because I want there to be a difference. I want Mexican Coke to be better. I mean, if anything, I, I can say, yeah, like maybe I could trick myself into saying that Mexican Coke has a like a smoother, rounder finish, but it, I don't it think doesn't. it does. It's exactly the same. I just don't. It tastes different in my opinion, so I just don't like it. Now we need the Mexican and the... So Mexican Coke and the Coke in the can just to see what that configuration's like. So for me, Coke in the can first. <coughs> I don't taste a difference. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing. These are absolutely... A hundred percent identical. It's exactly the same. I I get no difference at all, at all in the flavors of these sodas in okay. all these four different configurations. What is your bottle rating? Uh, I I'll say B plus. Oh, why don't you do lowercase? Okay, B plus. Yeah. So I think the U.S. Coke in the glass bottle with high fructose corn syrup I liked the least. I can't explain why because they all taste exactly the same, but. The experience of drinking it was the one I liked the least. Then I didn't really care for the plastic bottle either. Again, for experience reasons, sensory perception reasons, not necessarily taste or flavor, but with the caveat that, yes, yeah, sometimes all you can get is that plastic bottle and you're in situations where it just is absolutely lights out and you love it. Uh, and then the can, which is sort of like the baseline. I think Coca-Cola as a flavor, as a beverage is great, like absolutely stunning there's something about the way that it's balanced, the way that it's very sweet, but also slightly bitter. The caffeine kick uh, is something that I can't do all the time <laughs> for a number of different reasons, but I think it's wonderful. And uh, and it makes your stomach feel better. You know, it's funny. It does make your stomach feel better. There was a movie called Doc Hollywood where this high-paid Beverly Hills plastic surgeon had to end up in like small town rural America and he wanted to cut a kid's gallbladder out and the local doctor said, no, the boy just needs a Coca-Cola. And they gave him a Coke and a glass bottle and it made him feel better. It's supposed to be like a learning experience for the doctor. Well, the real question is, Dad, who's yes. taking the lead? Butterbeer or Coke? Oh, man. Liz. I have mine. I know you do. I mean, the McDonald's Coke did hit different. A plus, drinking Coke out of a straw is a great experience. The Mexican Coke bottle is S tier for me, even though I know it's exactly the same. Does not taste any different. It's the experience. It's the experience of doing the thing. Yeah, like if I go to a taco place in the city, I'm going to get some Al Pastor tacos and I'm going to get a Mexican Coke. If I'm like at a slice shop and I get a big slice of pizza, I'm going to get a Mexican Coke. Yeah. I know it's not different, but I don't care. I like it better. <laughs> Me too. I think that's the answer that people probably should be giving, but it doesn't sound uh, appropriate to say that, does it? They're like, no, it's different. No, yeah. it's not. They're the exact same, but you have an opinion. Yeah, deal with it. Deal with it, brother. Well, Liz, I'm going to deal with it. I think I like Coke better than butterbeer. Surprisingly, me too. What? Oh my goodness. I was not expecting that. Liz, that's our bliss point. Oh my goodness, Alyssa. I can't believe it. Your winner and new reigning, defending, undisputed champion of junk food 
It's Mexican Coke in the glass bottle. Yes. Wow, that is lights out. I was not expecting that at all. Really? I mean, so we've we've proven, at least for us, that it's not really different than any <laughs> of the other kinds of Cokes, but we like it the best uh, purely because we are Long irrational beings. The dead. <laughs> no, like the, you said, ain't it the best? Yeah. And if you remember Julian the Phantoms? Oh, that's right. Julian the Fat Ones. You love that show. I do. This. You know what else we love? The ending the show. Well, (laughs) yeah, we're almost there because we're running long. Like we said we were going to. We knew that was going to happen. But list the Oreo rule. There's no new Oreo. We had blackout cake Oreos last week. But there were cherry cola Oreos in 2018, Liz. Mm -hmm. I had those. They were pretty good. And uh, just this month, Mondelez International, the parent company that owns Oreos, said uh, at a New York City trade show very recently that they wanted to be known as the Coca-Cola of cookies. Wow. What do you think that means? I have no idea. I don't know either. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they just want to grow their brand and have it be globally recognized, probably. Yeah. Make a lot of money is probably what they meant. Yeah. And uh, Liz, do you know who made a lot of money? Who? The guy that figured out that you can deep fry Coca-Cola. Yes. Abel Gonzalez. Yeah, Abel Gonzalez, who... uh, Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We have to say the thing. Liz, each week we ask a very important question on the show. Can you deep fry this week's snack? No, it's my turn. Okay, go ahead. Each episode we ask a very important question. Can you deep fry this week's snack? Yes, of course. Astonishingly, (laughs) yes. Astonishingly, yes. You're very good at reading my copy. Liz, uh, at the Texas State Fair in 2006, because of course the Texas State Fair, Abel Gonzalez invented deep fried Coke, which was fried balls of Coke flavored battle. Bet. Battle. Bet. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the ice cream store mishap. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. Thanks. They were deep fried... Uh, they were like donut holes, Alyssa, but they were Coca-Cola flavored and they were topped with a Coke flavored syrup reduction and cinnamon sugar and whipped cream and a cherry. They won the award for the most creative treat at the 2006 fair. Well, I guess so. Gonzalez, a bit of a uh, gastronomic hero. He was the creator of deep fried butter and also deep fried beer. What a hero. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Liz, you're going to be my hero when you read the next segment. It is time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. Uh, Alyssa, would you like to play a little game? Yes, I would like to play a little game, Daddy. <laughs> How was that? Good. Okay. This week's segment is Around the World in 80 Bites. Your favorite. On Around the World in 80 Bites, we try snacks from across the globe. Liz, we had a lot of uh, very sweet, very sugary Coca-Cola today. Yes, we, we need something salty. We need some crunchy salt in crunchy our Crunchy salt. We love crunchy salt. Oh, I'm yeah. going to reach into the oh, munch yeah. pack. I'm going to grab a bag of chips. You're looking. A bag You're of not chips. supposed to look. Okay, we have Walker's <laughs> Sensations Thai, Thai Sweet Chili Flavored Potato Chips. Thai Sweet Chili Flavored Potato Chips. Open them up. These are from the UK, from Walker's. Leicester, UK. Leicester. Let's open them up. Wow, interesting, interesting aroma Let's coming see. off of these. Hmm. It's They're supposed to be Thai Sweet Chili, so I was expecting like spiciness, but it smells to me kind of like a tea bag almost, it like does. English tea. That's okay. fascinating. Ready? Here we go. Walker's crisps going in. These are just like uh, Three, they're slightly two, thicker than. Li- okay, one, go. go. They taste like a French fry. <laughs> wow, they do kind of taste like a French fry. These are a thicker crisp than I'm used to. So, like, you know, if you get a Lay's potato chip, they're really, uh, they're very, very thin, like shatteringly crisp. These are thicker than that, but not ridged or anything. They're just a thicker cut 
of potato chip, but also not kettle fried. So they're not like kettle chips. They're kind I'm of I'm getting a little chilly at the end, but. The sweetness is really coming through. They're okay. There's a small bit of heat that I can feel on my tongue. What do you think? From sprinkles to fun dip. Um, I'll give them a C plus. C plus. Wow. I'd go B minus for these. I like them. I could eat a whole packet of these. I probably couldn't. I probably will, actually. They just taste like, you know what they taste like? What's they that? just taste like the seasoned French fries you get at um, Shake Shack. Just like the straight up Shake Shack fries? Mm-hmm. There is, there is a slight bit of heat. I can feel it in my mouth. That is, and there's sweetness. There is some sweetness to this. Yeah. Chili seasoning contains sugar, fructose, buttermilk, powder. Yeah, it's in there. Well. These are good. I like them. Yeah. You know what else I like, Liz? Ending this podcast. Ending this podcast. This podcast. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, no, your turn? turn? Okay, of course. Go ahead. This podcast should reach you in excellent condition, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. If you have a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. That's junkfoodpod at gmail.com. Liz, any last words? No. <laughs> okay. This uh, this podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. Fun! For more, go to Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you choose to be social and find us at Junk Feud Pod. And watch all and watch fun snides reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on Public, and don't forget to catch all the snacks each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again, for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Bye. Mexican coke. Hit him with the riz.